What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Peeps, welcome to episode 79 of the Fretzelmania podcast, All Grown Up Now. While the rest of WrestleLatic Radio is getting set for the biggest party of the summer, I am back here in 2002 trying to find all the secret tapes in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. We have a truly historic week in the WWE to go over here. Vince McMahon has decided to shake things up a little bit and name... New general managers for both Raw and SmackDown. But first, we have the Raw report. Something that I have been kind of forgetting to do for the past little while doing my SmackDowns. I've been wanting to see what's been going on on the Red brand while reviewing SmackDown itself. I might switch shows like next year or something, but I don't think I could deny myself the pleasure of watching the SmackDown 6. Now, I was watching Raw every week because in 2002, I actually had the station that played Raw. SmackDown, I didn't get it until about uh, mid-2003 leading up to, actually leading up to that SummerSlam. Anyways, here on Monday night, Raw on July the 15th, 2002 from the Continental Airlines Arena In East Rutherford, New Jersey, we had a six-person tag team elimination match. Pitting Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, and William Regal. Holy crap, that's... Imagine that team as a trio, just... Man. Oh, defeating uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Jeff Hardy, and Spike Dudley in an elimination match. Eddie eliminated Spike 58 seconds in. Bubba is disqualified, leaving Jeff Hardy by himself, who eliminated William Regal and Eddie Guerrero before being eliminated by Jeff... No, by Jeff Hardy being eliminated himself by Chris Benoit to win the match. Tommy Dreamer defeated Steven Richards in a Singapore Kane match. Molly Holly defended the Women's Championship against Trish Stratus and retained the title. Booker T defeated the Big Show by disqualification. Bradshaw, the hardcore champion, versus Christopher Nowinski ended in a no contest. I'm not going to even dig in to see why that was. And in the main event, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker defeated Ric Flair and Rob Van Dam. Also on the show, Vince McMahon named a new Raw general manager as Ric Flair. I guess he either 
stepped down or he was forcibly stepped down, you know, due to him being a little bit more active in the ring. Because as we remember, leading up to WrestleMania 18, you know, Ric Flair versus The Undertaker, he had to give up his share of the ownership of the company back to Vince McMahon. Although, you know, the 50-50 thing ended up being a thing again as Vince and Ric Flair would split Raw and SmackDown respectively. But who is the third man? Nope. <clears throat> wrong. Wrong timeline. Who is the general manager of Raw while it's none other than Eric Bischoff? The man that Vince spent 83 weeks getting his ass kicked by in the ratings on WCW Nitro during arguably the hottest period in the history of wrestling during WCW's best time during the whole NWO thing. The man who he wished death upon, like according to Jerry Lawler, you know, he he would go in the earpiece and with, you know, with wish death upon Eric. And here they are hugging on stage and it's like I think they, they treat it like you know the devil himself has been brought out into wrestling and now we're on to Smackdown oh hang on a second nope nope I'm getting something here <laughs> I forgot to talk about NWA TNA which was doing their weekly pay-per-view events at this point in time again that's something I'm going to bring back I'm going to bring back covering these shows because I like to see what else is going on in the world of wrestling. And when we get to Vengeance 2002, which will be a couple of weeks from now, you know, about a week from when you're hearing this, uh, I'm recording this on the 21st. Uh, this is my only day off for a little while because next week is leading up to the Civic Holiday weekend up here in Canada. I'm working every day. And, you know, am I going to watch SummerSlam? Probably, but it. You know, it depends if I'm awake and alert enough and caffeinated enough to to watch the show. Right now, the card looks eh. I mean, Brock versus Roman again. At least you're having somewhat of a gimmick match to do it with. Uh, you know, Theory being Mr. Money in the Bank, which I love, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you can maybe give him an ultimate opportunist moment here, but... Who knows? Anyways, NWA TNA, uh, which I think was the day before this SmackDown, because was this one SmackDown was on Thursday nights. Uh, we had a dark match with the Lost Boys, Azrael and Gabriel. I couldn't find any information on them. Defeating the Briscoe Brothers. And at the time I'm recording this, uh, a couple days from now, the Briscoe Brothers will be having a two out of three falls Ring of Honor tag team title match against FTR. And... If you watch their match at whatever the WrestleMania weekend show was, oh man, this one's going to be a banger too. Uh, Death Before Dishonor, that's that's what's coming up this week. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Jonathan Gresham for the title will also be an absolute classic. Another dark match. Dark match. Oh, the Dups. Bowed up and stand up, not with fluffed up. Defeated Big Bully Douglas and Mike Rapata. Don't know who the hell they are. Now going on to the main card here. We had Sabu 
defeating malice accompanied by the disciples of the new church slash and tempest uh no not uh, the tempest that works for wrestle talk but a different one in a number one contendership ladder match Sabu would go on to wrestle the world champion i believe next week because he's not on the rest of this card k crush wrong that is mr r-truth himself defeated norman smiley huh that's interesting that norman smiley was still active in 02 the flying elvises a team that i talked about previously during nwa tna's first pay-per-view this time they are represented by orge estrada and sonny siaki so no jimmy yang i think jimmy yang might have been in developmental in the wwe at this point in time well they defeated uh triple x uh, represented by Christopher Daniels and Elix Skipper. I don't think they were even Triple X yet. They weren't teaming on a regular basis as of yet, but, man, uh, Nate, good brother Nate, shout out to you, bud. Uh, he's been going through the old school uh, TNA as of late, back when they started doing their monthly pay-per-views. And he just did, at least I just listened to him, not getting caught up on shows. Sorry, Nate, I'm a busy boy. Uh the Triple X versus America's Most Wanted Steel Cage match, you know, with that typo per corona by Elix Skipper because he is a maniac. One of the best OMG moments in the history of wrestling right there. Oh, and next we have a small person match. Um, not going to say the M word. I don't think that's a word we say anymore. But Puppet defeated Meatball in a small person hardcore match. Okay, and we had Francine versus Jasmine St. Clair ending in a no contest and a cat fight. For the X Division Championship, we have AJ Styles, the champion, defeating Low-Key to retain the title. And I remember this match. You know, I was watching or getting these pay-per-views taped on the, on the odd week. You know, the little black card you can steal pay-per-view. Yep, we did it back in the day. I mean, BitTorrents weren't a thing in 2002, but this was basically that version of BitTorrenting. <laughs> Classic match, I watched it. It was awesome. And in the main event, uh, Scott Hall defeated Brian Lawler. RIP to both those guys. Just, you know, tragic. Well, Brian Lawler had a lot of demons. You know, that was just tragic how he went down. And Scott Hall... Childhood favorite, Razor Ramon. We lost him, I think, just this year, if not late last year. I can't remember. Time. Time is a construct, man. Time is a bitch. SmackDown kicks off with a recap from Monday Night Raw with Bischoff being named the general manager. And he is already stirring up controversy. And you know what he says, kids. Say it with me. Controversy creates cash Shawn Michaels has been trying to recruit Triple H to join the NWO but he says it's not going to be the NWO who signs Triple H it's gonna be me so I guess Uncle Eric isn't for life anymore huh and during this whole thing he is also coaxing the rock and saying that he's gonna come to smackdown let's see 
recruiting The Rock, recruiting Triple H. Eric Bischoff wants to kick off another war. He wants to kick off another 83 weeks. SmackDown tonight is from the First Union Center in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Taped before this show was Velocity, the favorite show of David Michael of the RA Era podcast and also of Cute Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast. Uh, those three lads have done some fantastic, hilarious watch-alongs of, of random Velocities, mostly Bob Holly and Billy Gunn tag team matches against the Bashams, but it's it's a good time. A shout out to all those folks. Uh, Kyle, hit me up, dude. I think it's time for another collab. Shannon Moore defeated Hugh Morris. Albert defeated a man who we would be seeing in the Ruthless Timeline in a couple years from now, Nick Dinsmore, a.k.a. Eugene. And in the main event of Velocity, if you can call it that, the Cruiserweight champion Jamie Noble defeated Funaki. Vince McMahon's GM announcement and the main event of The Rock vs. Kurt Angle is being teased for the show. Kicking off this episode of SmackDown is Chris Jericho versus John Cena. Taz and Cole remind us that tickets are on sale for OzFest in the New York area where Fozzie will be performing. I think Fozzie actually had an album out at this point in time. It was mainly... Like covers of, you know, hair metal bands, you know, things like, I don't know, Skid Row, Poison, and whatever. And Jericho is wearing his Raw 2 for the Xbox gear, or I think he also wore it in, in Here Comes the Pain or Shut Your Mouth or whatever other SmackDown game was out at the time. I didn't have a PS2 growing up. I want to go hunt one down. So if you all know anyone who's getting rid of a PS2, preferably with SmackDown Here Comes the Pain and maybe a couple other games... Hit me up. Mark Lloyd is backstage in the parking lot waiting for the new general manager. And John Cena is wearing some Killer Bees inspired gear here. Just the black and yellow short trunks. Still weird to see him without the jorts. But this is just, you know, really early on in his career. When apparently he was borderline on the chopping block until one fateful bus trip where he was just wrapping off shit is when the wheels really started turning for John Cena but for the next little little while it's just gonna be boring Jericho what does the five fingers say to the face slap to John Cena Cena immediately hits a really nice spine buster and quick count Kyoto with a very quick two count Cena goes for Jericho, but Jericho ducks and Cena goes over the rope. A top rope, nothing is countered into a really nice drop kick by Cena. A suplex, not the protoplex, is done by the is done by the future doctor of economics. Clothesline reversed into a belly-to-belly suplex by Cena for a near fall. Walls of Jericho, John Cena rolls out of it, lands a DDT, quick count Kyoto once again with a quick two count. Lion Salt is noped. A half Nelson cover into a two count, and then Chris Jericho gets frustrated. Blatant low blow right in front of the referee. Jericho is disqualified. Comes in with a chair. Hits John Cena with it. He's swinging at the refs. Finley is in there in the ring at the well <laughs> ring as well, who was an agent at the time. And well, don't swing it at Finley. 
because apparently he loves to fight. A limo pulls up. It's the new general manager of SmackDown. No, it's just Eric Bischoff here to stir up some shit. Michael Cole and Taz ask us or say that, hey, you can watch the webcast for Vengeance for only $24.95. Is this like an early version of the Thunderdome or is this just you can watch the show on the internet instead of satellite? Like I had dial-up in 2002 still, but luckily I had a separate phone line for my internet. So if someone had to call my house and I was on the WrestlingGameZone.com forums i could do both at the same time because i spent all day on the internet once we had like our dual phone line you know on the discussion boards looking up no mercy creator wrestlers and so much more eric meets randy orton foreshadowing he is actually looking for hulk hogan he bolts bursts in to hogan's dressing room well look what the the cat dragged in like, I know what you're trying to do here, Eric. You're trying to sign Triple H. You're trying to make lists like, make, uh, you know, like old times, you know, like make Raw the best show. And Hogan says, this isn't down south. And it's like, oh, oh, I, oh, I know, Hulk. You always told me to cover your own back, and that's what I'm doing. And he's like, uh, Eric, I know what you're doing here. You're here to see The Rock. And, you know, Oh, yeah, that's right, Hogan. I'm always negotiating. <laughs> always negotiating my ass when he walks away. Next up is... This This match here is worth actually hunting down and watching on the network because it is, isn't that long, but it's a very, very good, meticulous, cruiserweight match. And that is the Hurricane versus Chavo Guerrero. And I see Chavo's gear here once again. It looks like they're mo-capping for... Raw 2 for the Xbox, although that wouldn't be out until, I think, 2003. I did have that game, and I spent many an hour on it. Very, very fun. Kind of underrated game. A little clunky looking back at it now. Uh, Wrestling Bios did a really good review of of all those old games, and uh, yeah, it's, wor- it's worth hunting down. It's, it's worth even looking up Wrestling Bios' uh, review. And while you're at it, check out his... Uh, reliving the war where he goes for every Raw and Nitro during the Monday Night Wars. He's in 97, just after the screw job. So this is when things are really going to get interesting. So Chavo comes out here, sans Pepe, deep cut WCW reference for your old folks here. A Hura handshake as Hura denied with a Hura slap by Chavo. What's up with that? So right away here, we have the hurricane with a... A spagingo! Ding. Shout out to the Ruthless Aggression podcast. A single leg DDT by Chavo. A basement dropkick to the knee. And this match is focused around working their hurricane's knee. There's a half crab wrapped around the ring post. Kind of like the, you know, the Bret Hart figure four spot around the ring post. But only it's a half crab. And it is... It's a thing of beauty. It's really, really good. He's working the knee throughout this match. A tree of woe and a dropkick to the knee by Chavo. The Hura Chokeslam is Hura Denied by Chavo. And we were reminded that SmackDown tickets go on sale for the Key Arena in, I think that's Seattle. John Ritland, you're in the area. Correct me on that, please. And Cole is saying that Kane 
will be at the box office. Yes, nothing says SmackDown like Monday Night Raw superstar Kane. The Hurricane lands a move that he calls the Japanese Shining Wizard. The first word of that would be eventually dropped from it. And the Shining Wizard is now a pretty popular move in the world of wrestling. The shiniest of wizards being the one landed by Team Kick. Uh, Those names are escaping me because they no longer work for NXT. Tegan Knox, there it is, who is also a big Kane fan. Big old full circle moment here, Nate. Take a shot. So he has a Shining Wizard. The Hurricane does, but he is favoring the knee and takes a while to get to the cover. Not as long as uh, Triple H landing the pedigree on Booker T at WrestleMania 19 levels of that, but almost. A Hura blockbuster, but Chavo gets his foot on the ropes. A shin breaker, a stretch muffler. Brock Lesnar backstage takes a note. And then that stretch muffler is then transitioned into a, into a slam, into an STF. A really nice transition here, really smooth, really good, crisp, you know, technical wrestling here. Chavo makes the Hurricane tap out to the STF. That's a damn good match. It's my it's my match of the night. So far, Chavo gets the mic, cuts a promo, saying that he is the premier Latin American cruiserweight in the WWE, but all I see is propaganda about Rey Mysterio Jr. He's coming, he's coming. I'm sick of it, and I'm here to challenge Ray for his debut next week on SmackDown. So a few weeks from now, you will hear my review of of that show. And when Ray comes into the picture here, SmackDown is, oh man, it's it's heating up. Another limo pulls in, and Taz is like, oh, does anyone take a taxi anymore, Cole? Funny line. And it's Vince. Mark Lloyd says, well, we were expecting the, the new general manager. It's like, oh, maybe they're already here. Oh, and Eric Bischoff is here, by the way, Mr. McMahon. Hmm. Bischoff's here, eh? That's that's very, very interesting. Rico and Eric Bischoff are having a chat backstage. You know, Rico basically say, like, hey, man, if you need me, uh, hit me up. Rico would, of course, be on Monday Night Raw. Not long from now, with a a warning. What's that? Is it was it three minutes? Uh oh. So then Bischoff bumps into Vince McMahon. It's like you know, I'm just here to check out the competition, and he's saying that you know you won't be able to stop me from signing Triple H at Vengeance. Triple H right now being kind of a free agent as he is the former undisputed champion. He's been taking a little bit of time off, nursing some injuries. And, yeah, he's a free agent, so SmackDown and Raw have been vying for his attention as of late. And he says to Vince, you want ruthless aggression? I'll give you ruthless aggression. You want competition? I'll give you competition. And then he just says that he is going to go see The Rock. And this is a good enough spot here to take a commercial break, folks. And when I come back, we have Billy and Chuck versus Hardcore Holly. And the big Valbowski. We have Hulk Hogan, Edge, and Rikishi versus the Un-Americans. We have the new general manager of SmackDown making his or her appearance. And the main event of Angle versus The Rock. Stay tuned. 
This portion of the show is brought to you by our merch store, onspringwrestle-addict-radio.creator-spring.com, link in the description below. We have t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, drinkware, pillows, tapestries, mugs, stickers, shopping bags, and so much more from each of us. At War That Is, the Fretzelmania Collection, the KOTR Collection, Willie T, VK Murphy, and King Ricky Rose, the Brace for Impact Collection, and the Mr. YLP Collection. Patreons get 15% off of our merch. And speaking of our Patreon, been kind of barren lately, but you can still go back and listen to the back catalog of Fretz's Fave 5, The 20 Bell Salute, Watch the Throne, and so, so much more. WrestleLadic Radio, The Cure, for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Earlier today, Michael Cole had a chat with the undisputed champion, The Undertaker, to talk about the title match coming up at Vengeance. Taker says that he's the champ not because he kissed ass or that he's protected. It's because nobody can beat me in a title match. Look at The Rock. He chose King of the Ring to take me on. Uh, Let's give a little bit of a... Fretzelmania throwback to King of the Ring 1999 when The Rock challenged the world champion The Undertaker to a match and The Rock lost, I think, due to DQ or won by DQ because uh, Ether got involved there. You know, Paul Bearer put Ether on a rag and I don't know if it was The Rock or The Taker that used it. It's been a long time since I've seen that show because King of the Ring 99 is uh, shit. And Taker says that, you know, The Rock, he knows he can't beat me. 1999, full circle, Nate, take a shot. And he got my attention, but he also also got my wrath. Kurt Angle thinks he made me tap. Ron Howard voice, he did. And they're going to find out why I'm the American badass at Vengeance, blah, 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 blah. Tag team contest here with Billy and Chuck with Rico going up against Hardcore Holly and Valboski, and the temptation to call this tag team Hardcore Pornography is very, very great. Oh crap, I just did it. And we see a screen for Velocity behind Billy and Chuck's Tron. Shout out once again to Apron Bump and RA Era Podcast, their favorite show and mine. This Sunday, Subway presents Vengeance, and Vengeance is coming up in my timeline here, so expect it in the next little while. And I see a sign in the crowd that immediately caught my eye because I thought it was funny, and I'm with it because I was a big fan of this guy. Uh, Testamania is running wild. (laughs) Man, this guy's a big Test fan, and I guess I guess I, I was too. You know, Tess grew up not far from me, so it's <laughs> it's good. 
Oh, and uh, we're also advertising that Tori Wilson and Don Marie will be at uh, Not WWF New York for Vengeance. And they're certainly not going to be forwarding any kind of storyline here. Oh, wait, Al Wilson isn't for a little while yet. <clears throat> Moving on. This is an announcer's talk about everything else kind of match. Hardcore Holly with the best dropkick in the business to Billy Gunn, who himself does a pretty damn good dropkick. And we see uh, that, you know that move that Bob Holly does when he gets a guy on the ropes and it looks like he kicks him in the nads, but he really just kicks him like right in the, in like the belly button area. But of course the ref is distracted because, you know, hey, maybe they're going to think it's a low blow, but it's not. We see a really nice overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplex by Chuck Palumbo. The Blue Thunder bomb on Billy, but Chuck breaks out the count. A spin kick by Rico, the classic spin kick distraction here. Rico, once again, getting those sideburns all up in their business. Mattingly, I told you to shave those sideburns. Go home. You're off the team for good. Listen, Mr. Burns, I don't know... I don't think you know what sideburns are. Just shave them, hippie. Yeah, shout out to uh, the softball episode of The Simpsons. Top 10 all time. But Bob Holly decks Rico. Billy, Gun Billy Gunn gets a two count here following that spin kick because he took too long to cover. Much like Triple H and Booker T. Alabama slam and money shot and... Hardcore pornography win this match? Billy and Chuck lost on TV. Billy and Chuck have been the most dominant tag team, arguably, in the company since they won the titles. Now that they've lost... Oh. Yeah, we're... We're a couple months away from the commitment ceremony, folks. There's, uh... There's some shenanigans afoot. Hey, Farba, what's that uh, that place, that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks and the goofy shit on the wall? You mean shenanigans? That's it. You're getting pistol whipped. Shout out if you get that reference. Super Troopers. Next up here, we have Hulk Hogan, Edge, and Rikishi versus the Un-Americans. But first, the JVC Blast of the Night brought to you by the JVC Tower of Power was when Keish defeated Rikishi defeated Tess last week. Edge Spears is brother Christian, although the brotherhood is not really <clears throat> being alluded to at this point in time. But this match and SmackDown was brought to you by Maxim Hair Color for Guys, which still has the Have a Dinner with a Diva contest going on. Reebok and Subway. Stand up for the Canadians, folks. I know I am. And this is much like WCW's Team Canada, but with... Actual Canadians, I mean, Elix Skipper, not a Canadian. Major Guns, not a Canadian. Mike Awesome, not a Canadian. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Still can't believe they put Hacksaw Jim Duggan in a anti-American Canadian stable. Yeah, I'm a proud Canadian. I love any anti-American Canadian gimmick. See TNA Team Canada for reference. But have a have a friggin' stable of Canadians with, let's see, Lance Storm, Jacques Rougeau was in there for a bit, PCO was actually in there for for a bit, yeah, you had three Canadians out of other like, anyways, I'm 
<clears throat> I'm waffling on here. Keish here lands a Nate. Nate, are you ready? Ruthless Aggression Podcast, are you ready? A spagingo ding on Christian Edge with a top rope lariat to Lance Storm. Test trips Edge, a wheel kick by Lance Storm here for a near fall. Christian is tagged in. Hogan chants are running wild through Wilkes Bauer brother. And Edge and Christian here, they're not really being referenced as brothers anymore. I think following their, let's just say it, their really, really poorly booked feud from 2001, it just hasn't really been talked about too much. And yeah, well, we know that Jay Riso and Adam Copeland from Orangeville, Ontario and Kitchener, Ontario, respectively, are not brothers, but they're lifelong friends. Blah, 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 blah here. Test with a chin lock paying tribute to the recently the recently deceased British Bulldog. Wrestling bios reference there. Once again, check them out on YouTube. They're awesome. Test with a big boot denied into a face plant by Edge who gets the hot tag. Nope, does not get the hot tag yet, uh, Hulk Hogan, brother, 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 because Christian bolts into the ring here to knock Hogan off the apron. We see a big old schmoz breakout here, and Air Pillman by Lance Storm was reversed into a power slam by Edge, who then gets the hot tag to Hulk Hogan, brother, brother, running mild, hulking up on Lance, does the one, two, three, blobbly boot, whatever, Hogan spots, whatever, and then Rikishi gets in the ring here, gets a stink face, but no, the stink face is denied, I think it was. And Test boots the big man. Three punch, boot. But but before Hogan could drop the leg on the big man, Christian grabs Hogan by the back. Reverse DDT. Edge with a spear on Christian and an execution. And he wins this match for his team. Backstage. Oh, and I should mention that at Vengeance, uh, Lance Storm and Christian challenge Hulk Hogan and Edge for the Tag Team Championship. Eric Bischoff meets The Rock backstage, and, you know, Eric here, he's recruiting. He's creating controversy, and say it with me, kids. Controversy creates cash. And Eric wants The Rock on his show. Imagine us on the same show. Any creative direction that I take pff, I'll stop you right there Bish <laughs> fuck off no no it's like what do you think Rock finally the Rock has come back to blah 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 you want the Rock on Raw yeah he's gonna be there next week when will we sign our deal Rock whoa 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 I'm not going there to sign for Monday Night Raw no I'm gonna be on both shows because this Sunday, The Rock is walking out of vengeance as the undisputed champion. Against the American Badass, the American Baldass, I'm going to be the champion so I can be on any show. But The Rock's going to be on any show. Raw, SmackDown, The Osbournes, The Sopranos, Fraser, so I can slap him in his big old bald head. And, you know, Bischoff is just, you know, just daydreaming here now. If I had you on Nitro... Man, I wish I could have had you on Nitros. Yeah, imagine the most electrifying man in the world on Nitro. But while The Rock was, you know, electrifying Monday, electrifying the WWE, no, while you were doing your stuff on Nitro, The Rock was 
doing his part to put WCW out of business. Walks out. Damn, Rock, going for the jugular. Dude. And now the burn of the night. WWE have a lot of things of the night here at this point in time. Holy crap, we have the smack of the night. Now we got the burn of the night brought to you by Stacker 2 Fat Burner. We swear we're not expired Ico Pro that we left at the Titan Warehouse. And the burn of the night was Eric Bischoff being named the general manager of Raw. Vince McMahon then comes out, spouts off about random shit for a while, and names the new general manager of SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon. And Vince, before introducing Stephanie, is saying that, you know, all contracts on Raw and SmackDown are now open. So you can negotiate either way. You know, if you think the grass is greener on Raw, you can negotiate your way out of SmackDown or vice versa. So Stephanie comes out here, calls Eric Bischoff a parasite to very loud slut chants. And, you know, I'm not going to allow Eric to steal your SmackDown stores like The Rock, Hogan, Edge, or Triple H. And my first official act of general manager is to uh, throw Bischoff out. So she goes backstage. Eric is talking to the un-Americans, possibly recruiting them. Spoiler alert, they they wound up on Raw. Like, you have two choices. You can either walk out or be thrown out. And yeah, you can start to see the unintentional sexual tension between Bischoff and Stephanie. Although it would only lead to like a kiss on a Halloween episode of Smackdown where Eric is dressed up as Vince and then they kiss I'm not even gonna touch that I mean friggin Freud and Oedipus would just have a wet dream over that and I'm not even gonna go there and yeah Bischoff says a lot can happen between now and Sunday the slam of the week good god there's another fucking thing of the week. And it's Billy Kidman pinning Jamie Noble with a top rope BK Bomber last week on SmackDown. Coming up next is Billy Kidman versus Tajiri. And Kidman is challenging Jamie Noble at Vengeance for the Cruiserweight Championship. Here we see a really nice, kind of like a rope-hung, famouser kind of move by Kidman. A doomsday device into a stun gun by Tadgers. A chop by tr- by Tajiri. A tarantula is denied, but then he actually connects with the tarantula for about half a second. Handspring elbow reversed into a dropkick right in the kidneys by Kidman. BK Bomber, shooting star press. Kidman wins. Jamie Noble comes out here, power bombs Kidman to send a message for vengeance. Backstage, Chris Jericho meets his old friend, Stephanie McMahon. Oh, this is going to be good. This. (laughs) Hi, Stephanie. It's good to see you. This is awkward. And it's like, oh, Chris, you're always so complimentary to me. Yeah, you can say that. You can say that he's complimentary as I use air quotes here that no one can see because I ain't doing this shit on YouTube. It's like, Chris, you're so generous. You 
You gave up your match with Edge at Vengeance so generously so he could defend the tag team championships that, you know what? I'm going to reward your generosity. You're going to get the match you want next week. It's going to be you versus Edge. Payback's a bitch, isn't it, Christopher? And then he walks out. Please shut the door on your way out, Chris. Bleep. Walks away. So we're getting Chris Jericho versus Edge. Um, spoiler alert, it's a cage match on, on SmackDown next week. So two, three weeks from now, whenever you hear this. Uh, yeah. And it's also when Rey Mysterio debuts because Rey must have been building all this up because he's coming next week. And uh, now I had a joke for this, but I'm, I'm just going to, yeah. That that well is one dry, much, much like how it took Veer like nine months to come. Giggity. Kurt Angle comes out to the ring here, says he's declaring victory at Vengeance this Sunday. I'll be the champion. It's a foregone conclusion. I already made The Undertaker tap out. Now I'm going to make The Rock tap out. So it's time for the main event. The Rock versus Kurt Angle. And right away, I'm brought back to SummerSlam 2000 to No Mercy 2000 and No Way Out 2001, respectively, where these two uh, had had many, many matches together. Great chemistry here. Before the, it, the, the match here takes off, Undertaker rides his Titan motorcycle down to ringside, and this is your typical back-and-forth rock angle match, trading finisher attempts, trading taunts, trading moves. It's... If you've seen Rock versus Kurt Angle, you know what to expect. I'm going to be honest with you here. I fast-forwarded a good chunk of this match because I watched this SmackDown after uh, AEW Fighter Fest last night, which, holy shit, that, that, that barbed wire match was a fucking abomination. But luckily, I'm not talking about 2022 Chris Jericho. I'm talking about 2002 Chris Jericho, although Chris Jericho is not in this match anyways finally rock spinebuster people's elbow is denied as the undertaker comes into the ring here clotheslines the rock while rebounding on the ropes for a disqualification taker then goozles kurt goozles the rock but kurt angle chair to the back to the dead man kurt angle locks the ankle lock on the rock who taps out he made the rock tap out Although the decision wasn't official, it was already a disqualification. But Kurt Angle's going to use this against him, isn't he? Well, you're just going to have to wait until Vengeance to find out. That is it for... Oh, wait a minute. No, hang on. We got something else here. Mark Lloyd is backstage. And it's a... You no, know, Triple H is there. Are you going to Raw or SmackDown? And then Steph's just like, we need to talk. But it's it's strictly business. No tricks. No nothing. And Triple H is like, you sure? Because, you know... We've only been going through our lawyers. Are you sure about this? It's like, going to hash things out. And then he's just like, no, I'm going to make my choice on Sunday. I'll hear what you have to say then. And then he looks at her. You've been gaining weight? <coughs> Ooh, speaking of going for the jugular, Triple H. Rude. He gets in the limo. And then whose dirty little head pops out of the limo? 
on the other side of Triple H. But Bischoff. It's like, see you Sunday, Steph. Drives away. It's like, and she's basically like, you know, you asshole. No, just right away, Eric Bischoff is trying to get the upper hand on Stephanie. So this Ross-Macdown rivalry, who man, this ain't 83 weeks, but it's almost as good. So that will indeed do it for this episode of Fretzelmania, folks. By the time you hear this, it's going to be the day before SummerSlam 2022. Uh, I record all these in advance. You know, you know, I'm busy. I don't have a day off next week, so I'll try my best to watch Vengeance to get it ready for the week after, but, you know, no promises. If I have a week off here and there, you'll you'll understand. You'll know. So you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E. Mania, follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter, at Addict underscore Wrestle, Wrestle Addict Radio on Instagram. We have a Discord page. Link will be in the description below here. So hit up that Discord link. And King Ricky himself will invite you to our lovely Discord where we share memes, share laughs, share our lives, and just shoot the shit. It's a it's a fun it's a fun community to be a part of. You know, we are the cure for the the <coughs> cure for the common wrestling podcast, and you know we we show that. So thanks again, folks. And be sure to also listen to Brace for Impact with my good brother, Nate, the effing great, where he reviews old school TNA pay-per-views. And uh, think, Nate, we got to do some collabing sometime, bro. The Kings of the Rings collection, uh, <clears throat> collection, good Lord, Kings of the Rings podcast, who just celebrated their 300th episode. And by the time you hear this, I think it will be the Summer Slack episode. So get ready for... For another another Slack episode, if you will. Shout out to Slack, but also fuck you, Slack. And what better way to kick off your weekend than with the news of the week with Mr. YLP, the Young Lions perspective. So thanks again, folks. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Keep your stick on the ice. And holy crap, Vengeance 02, let's go.